Hey there, this is Clay with modernlove.life and I actually have a special treat for you guys today. I'm here with none other than Coach Natalie from Love Advice TV. I'm sure you've probably seen their videos show up if you're watching my videos in your suggested video stream. Uh, Natalie, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, Clay. Thank you so much for having me and hosting me on your channel today. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Adrian interviewed me a couple weeks ago and I thought it'd be nice to return the favor. Um, but as we get into this interview, I want to address obviously some relationship stuff, but I also want to help people get to get to know you a little bit better as maybe an individual and maybe see a side that maybe they don't see every day, um, you know, when they watch you on, on your channel. So with that being said, I just want to uh, get started by, by just asking you, what is it that brought you to this admittedly a little bit of an odd career when it comes to helping people with uh, breakups and relationships? I mean, it's not like, you know, a, a typical career that you usually get like an accountant or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love the question and I totally agree. Relationship coaching isn't something that you dream about in the third grade. You know, you don't think I'm going to grow up and be a relationship coach. Um, and for a long time, I didn't really delve into this question primarily because I think I almost avoided um, my humanity in a way with the clients and I wanted to be a little bit detached, but I'm so glad that you asked me today because I'd love to share. Um, originally, my life coaching was bringing me more toward a corporate business background and I loved corporate relationships, leveraging innate skill sets, helping other people optimize their team, their peers. Um, and amidst all of these choices, amidst this career move, I was in a terrible heartbreak. You know, I was going through a horrible breakup and all of a sudden I became really fascinated with a bit more interpersonal um, style of relationships. You know, I became fascinated with romance, what generates incompatibility, how can you mold and mend and adjust the skill sets between two people who are dating. And, and my life changed. And just like that, I rerouted my passion, rerouted my purpose away from corporate, away from business, and more toward romantic relationships. And along the way, I was able to partner with Adrian and Alex, who are just, have been amazing to me. <laughs> cool. Um, I also wanted to ask you, so I think one of the reasons that, um, you know, your team and uh, me, why, why we get along so well is because we both really believe that a great relationship is built off of, you know, things like honesty, transparency, stuff like that. Um, but I also know that there's a, let's just say a darker side to this whole um, dating and relationship world, at least on the internet, where oftentimes um, people go towards things like mind games, reverse psychology, playing hard to get, stuff like that. And like, I, I totally get it because thinking back to when I was going through my own breakup, um, you know, there was a part of me that was like, yeah, I know that being a, you know, decent, honorable person is, is, a, is the foundation of a great relationship, but I just need to get back to like zero. I just need to get back to the status quo here. But like, aside from just being a obnoxious do-gooder, um, what, why would somebody actually care about not dabbling in the dark arts, so to speak, and uh, actually having a, a, a great, um, bringing themselves to a relationship, bringing themselves to their ex, bringing themselves to somebody that they want to be in a relationship with in an honest, transparent, empathetic, uh, all that good stuff sort of way. I love this question. And I think 
it's something that comes up in my one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions all the time. People want a quick fix. They want to say the right things, send the right text in hopes of undoing a lot of the problems and getting the relationship back on track. I think that there's two reasons why avoiding mind games is important. Reason number one, your partner knows you. They dated you too. They know how you think. And if they smell like what you're doing is a mind game, you really jeopardize the goal and you jeopardize them discovering that your intentions or that you have an underlying agenda of just wanting to get back together without actually wanting to change. Um, and that can sever the opportunity of rekindling the relationship. And I think too, I think people often confuse the goal of getting your ex back. So many people call me and they say, I want my ex back. But the real goal is I wanna keep my ex. It's not just about getting them back, it's about keeping them. And so the mind games, you might succeed, you might get your ex back, but the likelihood of you keeping them and keeping the relationship happy and healthy without those humongous changes that ignited the breakup in the first place, it's, it's just unlikely, you know? So I think you're selling yourself short if you resort to mind games and quick fixes. And I think it, in the long run, doesn't serve the goal of keeping the relationship alive and healthy. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, like one of the things that that I say sometimes is that, um, you know, you don't just want to be, you know, in a relationship. You don't just want to like tick the box and say, okay, we're back together now, everything's great. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are in relationships where there's just no connection, there's no trust, they're just kind of putting up with each other or anything like that. And I think what most people want when they think about wanting to save a relationship or make a relationship work is the closeness is the connection um, that they imagine being back together would bring them and you know if you're inherently going to mask over things that would cause that connection to happen uh, you're actually getting in the way of yourself and you're actually creating more distance between you and your ex and actually creating more distance between you and the person that your ex thinks that you are as well too, even if it does work, even if they are somehow unable to detect that you are acting a little bit out of character, so to speak. I couldn't agree more with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, when it comes to your experience working with, uh, I imagine probably many, many, many people, um, what are some of the most common mistakes that you see people making when they are trying to uh, get back together with, with their ex? I mean, obviously, I think everybody knows that the whole begging and pleading, apologizing a million times, all that stuff doesn't work. I mean, if it did, then it would be like the easiest thing in the world. Um, but, but what are some <laughs> common things that you, that you see in your experience? You know, I think it's a tough one, but I think one of the most common things I see is just wanting to do too much too soon and not letting time mm -hmm. and space work in your favor. You know, there's such powerful tools that if you use them correctly, can make such a change in your opportunity or such a change in your ability to get your ex back. And people, you know, they have this misconception where it's like, the more time that's happened since the breakup, the less likely it is that I will get them back. And so I think that mindset is what makes people do a bunch of stuff. Um, whereas that's just not the reality. The reality is it's not about the 
it's not about the length of time since the breakup, it's the amount of change since the breakup that will depend, will determine the results. I like that, yeah. Um, I, I noticed that too. A lot of times people that I work with are very uh, focused on time. They're also very concerned about like, uh, you know, their ex moving on, so to speak. And I say, well, in a certain way, you kind of want them to move on. That way they're not still like haunted by all the pain and the baggage and the hurt from the breakup and that the two of you can actually form a real connection where they're not just going back into the same relationship, back into the same dynamic that didn't work, back into the same patterns and habits that were, let's face it, uh, most likely not all that great. Otherwise, the two of you wouldn't have broken up, right? Yeah, I think that, you know, it's about showing your ex that getting back together doesn't mean taking a step backwards. It can mean taking a step forward. But that means you have to get ahead of the problems. And you have to get ahead of what started this breakup and what ended and where they are today, you know? And so I think being proactive rather than focusing on your ex, my recommendation is just to focus on you first. And I think people tend to want to focus on their exes first, um, which is a big mistake I see as well. Yeah, yeah, I see a lot of people do that. And I mean, in a, in a certain sense, it, it's, it's understandable because, um, you know, really the only thing keeping you and your ex apart is them making a decision to want to be together with you. And so naturally you focus all your attention on them, like what are they doing and all of that. But um, I think oftentimes a lot of people overlook how they're bringing themselves to the relationship and kind of like what they essentially have to offer their ex and what their ex might want to be in a relationship with as them, right? So like how are they really giving their ex what I could call a damn good reason to want to get back together with them. It's so true. You know, you have to show it and you have to breathe it and you have to be it in order for your ex to restore the faith in the relationship and the relationship's ability just to make them happy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as I imagine both of us uh, share in our beliefs um, when it comes to the whole process of, of getting back together, um, we know that, that healing is an important aspect of, of getting back together with your ex and an important aspect of repairing a relationship after a breakup. But, um, you know, as we talked about, a lot of people want to try and rush things. So like, why is healing important? And, and why is this something that maybe a lot of people overlook in the process? You know, I think, I think that we've been trained to believe that in order to make something different or to make something better, we have to work more at it. You know, you want to be a better soccer player, you have to play more soccer. You want to be a better student, you have to study more. Relationships is one of the few arenas where if you want to see more, you have to do less. And I think that that's a really hard change for us to think about, if that makes sense. I think your instinct is, well, if I want to fix it, I have to actively do something to fix it. Whereas when it comes to time and space, being inactive is actively fixing it. So the less you do, the more healing can take place. And I think, so a comparison can be a scab on your leg. If you keep picking at a scab, 
you're going to delay the healing process and you're going to leave a scar. If you leave the wound alone and you let it do its thing, the wounds go away. There is no scar and then you can build anew. And so I think that the breakup period is very much like a scap, very much like a wound. And the more you pick at it, the worse it gets. All right, so I want to turn the focus back to you for a moment here. Um, what would you say is your secret superpower, so to speak, uh, when it comes to coaching people and helping them with this whole process of saving a relationship? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I, at the risk of not having a really cool and fancy one, I'm just going to say the first one that comes to mind which is, you know, I'm really lucky to be very understanding and to be very empathetic. And I've been very fortunate enough to, again, have this superpower or this innate skill of being able to listen to one side of the story and objectively piece together the rest of the puzzle. Um, and I think that that has really served not only in the success of us professionally, but in the success of my clients and their ability to help develop a really sturdy game plan toward meeting their goals and getting their exes back. Yeah, yeah, I find that um, definitely being a little bit, you know, I mean, I, I mean, obviously the, the person that's in the thick of whatever their situation is, they may be so wrapped up emotionally in it that they can't really see kind of the big picture about what's going on or um, maybe able to step outside of themselves to see things from a different perspective. So I can definitely see how that would um, totally be a useful thing um, in helping other people, absolutely. Um, to, to bring it back to actually our previous question, now that this kind of comes to mind, I think that's another reason why time and space are so important. It's exactly as you mentioned, you, at the time of a breakup, you're emotionally and mentally unstable. Mm. You aren't able to make the appropriate decisions. You're not able, um, because you're in so much pain and going through so much, it's more challenging to make the right decision and we tend to make the rash decision. Um, and the more time you have from the breakup and the distance from that other person gives you an opportunity to become more objective and to think more clearly and to make the more appropriate decision. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it just reminds me of something I was reading the other day where it was something to the effect of when we're in kind of a, a panicked state of mind, our, our thought process kind of narrows in on obviously external things, hence the focusing on the X instead of us, um, but also in like really polarizing our thinking into, you know, black and white thinking and all of that, um, which I mean, like I, I, I definitely see from reading comments from people, working with people and all that too, you know, it's either like this way or that way. And I'm like, well, you know, there's kind of some space in between here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I definitely, definitely can see how having some time can definitely turn down that volume on the panic and thus start to remedy some of those side effects of the panic as well too. And you know, that's kind of where we come in too. Um, what you do and what I do is really to help facilitate um, our client through the panic period. Mm. You know, if you don't have the appropriate skills to handle a certain situation, find someone who does. Find someone who can give you that support, who can be a hand or an ear or a friend or a coach um, to help get you through it until you are at a better emotional and mental place to reach out to them for the first time or to take action and to make changes. 
yeah, I, I call that uh, period damage control mode. Um, and I strongly <laughs> recommend that people uh, limit their contact with their ex as much as possible, as long as they're in this frame of mind, if for no other reason than that they're just gonna keep themselves from doing more damage. Um, and until they're able to kind of get out of that uh, way of thinking where they can start to make some, some better decisions and start to maybe see some other possibilities, start to see things from perhaps their ex's point of view or, or something like that. So yeah, totally, totally. Um, do you have any recent success stories that come to mind that uh, you, know, you might be able to share with us? I do. I have a really good one. The, well, the reason I'm picking this one is it's, it's my latest one. This just happened earlier this week. Um, you know, I've been working with a woman for about four months now who, when her and I first started working together, her ex-partner wanted absolutely nothing to do with her. Wasn't picking up the phone, wasn't answering the door, blocked everywhere, wanted nothing to do with her. And she does what everyone else does. She called more, she begged more, she sent letters, she rushed, she rushed, she knocked on the door. Um, and together, her and I were able to establish a very long-term game plan where we really focused on her change. And she really stood up to the plate, you know, because I think when it comes to what brings results, it's all about them. And it's the work they're willing to put in. You know, you really get what you give. And this woman gave it all. She worked and on the days she wanted to reach out to her ex, she would reach out to me instead. And she would email me and say, I'm about to crack coach, but I'm not going to. And as of this week, they're on their fifth date. They're, they're taking a trip together. They're oh, back cool. together and, and they're happy. And her ex-partner actually went as far recently to say, hey, listen, I see the changes you've made and I feel they're real. And when I get success stories like that, you know, they just make it all worth it. And they give you so much purpose as I know you can, you can feel as well um, with your line of work. And this woman is like so many other clients who feel there is no hope and they burn the bridge for good, and there is no opportunity. And then together, we kind of chisel out a sliver of opportunity, and we make it work. And I couldn't be more happy for her and for her story. Yeah, that's great. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people really love to hear these success stories because it lets them know that other people are, are doing this, that maybe whatever they're going up against that may seem impossible, or um, you know, just, just some sort of obstacle that they can't overcome, they can see that, yeah, somebody else is doing this. And maybe there might even be a lesson in learning from somebody else's experience. And I mean, I think definitely one of the lessons that I'm getting from what you just shared with me here is that you know, this, this woman was very, um, very committed to what she was doing. And she, she wasn't just, uh, I guess, half-hearted about it. She was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. Uh, I, I've got I've got Natalie in my corner when I'm gonna pick up the phone and do something that I might regret later on. I'm gonna <laughs> run it by Natalie first. <laughs> and um, she didn't play the mind games. She did the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Willing to put in the hard work. And I mean, I think I think that just being able to see people make these changes in their lives is is really cool. I mean, obviously the saving your relationship and getting back together and all that stuff is, is a wonderful thing. But 
what I think is really cool beyond that is like, okay, if, if this woman takes what she's learned and she brings it into other areas of her life, into other relationships of her life, uh, what might that do? What doors might that open? What, what might that do to change the trajectory of her life? And I think that's really um, kind of inspiring, really. I couldn't agree more. Um, I think seeing the personal development is my favorite part. To me, that's you know a primary success story that I hold dear to. It's not just whether or not they get back together. It's whether she or he or whomever gets themselves back and has an opportunity to redefine who they are and feel empowered and feel worthy and valuable. Um, and you know, when it comes to testimonials, I totally agree with you. Um, I post a lot of testimonials on my Instagram that I do for work. It's the coach Natalie. So if anyone viewing this video wants to get uh, the success stories of other clients and to see other people's journeys and to be able to join a safe community, I invite you to take a look at my Instagram. I post stuff all the time. That's cool. I should check that out. I'm starting to dabble in Instagram. I, I have an account, but I haven't done anything with it. I'm like terrified to screw it up somehow. And I don't know. <laughs> embarrass it's myself tough. in some massive way it's tough but it's an amazing i think you know to compare it to youtube it's just instagram there's the viewers are so much closer my clients are so much closer and hmm. i can connect them so much faster um which is a really unique tool i think youtube is just a greater force it feels like for me whereas instagram it just feels like a family in a really cheesy way good <laughs> 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 for me <laughs> Okay, so we've, we've talked a little bit about a success story that you've had, and you know, I'm sure that's probably uh, helped some people out there kind of imagine that they can probably do the work as well too and overcome whatever obstacles they might be going up against. I mean, you know, even this woman who you know, was apparently blocked entirely, uh, and she's been able to overcome that somehow, uh, which is probably one of the most difficult uh, situations that I could imagine. But um, what might you say directly to somebody else out there who might just be going through a really hard time as well, too, from a breakup or from maybe they just had a really big fight with their ex and they thought it was going well and suddenly it just seems like everything's falling apart again? Or like, do you have any words of encouragement or anything like that? Um, you know, I think if you're a viewer and you're having a really difficult time today and through this breakup, the biggest recommendation or tip I could give is to make the goals into bite-sized pieces rather than this humongous strategy or scheme or plan to get your ex-partner back. Take it day by day. And don't say, I'm gonna worry about the entire month or however long it is of radio silence. Just don't call her today. Don't call him today. Take it one day at a time. And I, in my YouTube videos, I always compare it to smoking. Um, you don't tell someone, Hey, you're never going to smoke again. You just say, Hey, listen, don't smoke today. Don't have a drink today. And I think if you can make it a bite sized goal, those individual days begin to add up and they begin to gain momentum. And that's when the magic starts to really happen. Um, and so my tip would be, you know, take it day by day. Don't, overwhelm yourself with these humongous goals and these humongous plans and love yourself slowly back to health so that you can, so that your brain and your body can make the right decisions uh, when it comes to the bigger plan and the bigger goal. 
Yeah, I love that. Just just keeping it simple, just keeping the focus on the present moment as opposed to trying to see the whole path of unpredictable turns and twists that will inevitably present themselves. Yeah, I think people, you know, for someone in a breakup, a month sounds like an eternity. I totally get it. It's holy smokes, what do you mean a month? And that overwhelming fear can make you say, I can't, I can't wait a month. I have to call him right now. And before you know it, you've broken it. And so, yeah, making it, making it small, I find, um, generates more success during the waiting period. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah, I want to turn it to you here and ask you what's going on right now with Love Advice TV. Uh, I know you guys offer coaching. Uh, is, that, is that what you're doing right now? Do you have any um, books, courses, or anything like that that you'd like to talk about? You know, I'm so fortunate to say that we've got dozens. Um, we've got a lot of products. We have tiny, medium, large size products pertaining to just about any topic, whether it's long distance, short term, infidelity. Um, and they're in audio format. They're, they're PDFs that you can download. And if you want all of it, we have the masterclass, which I always recommend mainly because I put my little heart and soul into this product. It is everything I've got. It's everything Adrian's got. And it's all of those little micro products pertaining to infidelity, divorce, long distance, short term, all in one. So it's one big bundle product. And, you know, we released it a year ago and we continue to get excellent feedback from people who commit to it. Mm. So I, that's, that's, that's one's big for me. And so I totally encourage anyone to check it out. Cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll put a link to that in the description below this video if anyone wants to uh, check that out. And um, just, just to close things up here, like how can people find more about you? You mentioned your Instagram, uh, but where else should people go to, to learn more about you, to learn more about Love Advice TV, and to learn more about what you guys are doing? Um, our website, withmikesagain.com, would be where you can find all of our products, all of our coaching services, all of our packages, our blog. Um, links to our YouTube. The second biggest platform that I would recommend is our YouTube itself, Love Advice TV. We post content on it every single day, whether it's me, Alex, Adrian, Abby, the gang is always there and the gang is always present. And we take a lot of time to answer the comments individually. Um, and of course, my Instagram, the Coach Natalie, is a more immediate direct way to get a hold of me. Yeah. And if you just send me those links, I'll put all the stuff in the um description down below and anyone watching this can go ahead and check that out. Um, anyway, Natalie, uh, I, I don't want to keep you too long. So I think we should probably wrap this up here. But once again, I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to get on uh, this call and to be able to talk to my subscribers and anyone else who happens to stumble across this video. Thank you so much. And um, anyone who uh, wants to learn more about you guys, definitely go check out Love Advice TV. Definitely go check out those links down below. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Clay. It's such a pleasure connecting with you. And it's so nice to be able to connect with your viewers. And, and I look forward to seeing them in the comment section below and to continuing our momentum as our teams collaborate for the greater good. All right. Thanks so much.